Welcome back to another episode of Just Browsing, Matthew, along with Zach today. And we are bringing you a continuation of our ancient Egyptian episode. This one will be focused on the pyramids and the aliens that built them. <laughs> um, and yeah, it'll kind of just be another, you know, I, I wouldn't really call it a spinoff of our ancient Egyptian episode, but more of a continuation, just diving deeper into a specific uh, part of ancient Egyptian culture and probably the most fascinating thing, at least to someone that knows nothing about ancient right. Egypt because it's, you know, we know that there's pyramids, you know, it's the attraction of Cairo right now. So, uh, yeah, this episode's on pyramids and sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Yeah. Yeah. So like Matt said, this is part two of our ancient Egypt discussion. Um, last time, if you tuned in, you're aware of what we covered last time, but if you did not, we, we mainly covered, um, just really like a bunch of I had a bunch of research on kind of the different eras of ancient Egypt and that empire throughout the past was it like 5,000 years essentially at this point yeah um, and we kind of covered a bunch of cool eras and and sort of we, we touched on the pyramids a little bit but we decided to kind of cap that last podcast off and save our pyramid discussion for its own episode and I also have a bunch of stuff about Egyptian mythology that we might kind of carve out into its own episode because there's just so much to cover with this that we didn't want to make one long, monotonous, three-hour podcast on ancient Egypt, although we easily could have done that. Um, instead, it's probably going to end up being more like three separate or two or three separate like one-hour-long podcasts right. or something. So a little bit more manageable uh, to digest, but um, I guess I don't know where you want to dive in. Did you have your own notes that you had? I... I have I my little some, bullet points. Yeah. I, I had some that was from all the research I did last time, and then I didn't have a chance to do a ton more research in the intervening weeks. But I do have um, this cool, uh, like a, an article that goes over like 30 interesting facts about the pyramids. So I was going to kind of run through that at some point. But we can kind of start wherever you want to dive in and then well, just get it going. I'm but. just going gonna, gonna, I'm gonna to dive right into it. I'm going okay. straight into okay. my thought on this. There's there's no easy way to say it, but aliens did build these pyramids. <laughs> okay. I, I gotta say it there. I so that was more what my research was about was kind of the oh, okay. um architectural it's truly in like it's a phenom. It, it's mm -hmm. I don't I don't understand it. So I looked up. Well, no one does. That's the crazy part. Right, and that's where I'm like that's where I believe aliens built it. And and no, I'm not trying to like take away from fact that you know there was probably millions of slaves that truly built these at some point in time and, and died doing it. Um, but it doesn't make sense. So the first points that I come across is like the dimensions of this like the, the Great Pyramid. Um, I kind of focus my stuff on the Great Pyramid just because okay. I think that's the most fascinating one. Is obviously it's yeah. the biggest, which means it's the most important. Um, it's the most architecturally marvelous one, right. I think. Yeah. So the length of each side of the base averages 755 feet, almost 756 feet. So you got to, you know, that's fucking big. Yeah, that's very big. That's what, almost two and a half football fields? Two and a half football fields? Yeah, that's two and a half football fields long. Is On it, each is side. It, is it two and a half football fields? <laughs> My brain was a little slow on the math right there. Sorry, go ahead. But yeah, it is two and a half football fields. Um, 
long, and the original height was 481 feet. Yeah. All right, so I'm like, okay, that's that's huge. That's like a massive structure. Now, how big of a ramp would we need to move slabs? Yeah, we kind of touched on this last time because there's some, and, you know, again, to kind of put a little uh, preamble to this, Matt and I are, neither of us are Egyptologists, neither of us are mathematicians. Um, we're just people who find this stuff interesting, and we've we've read some stuff about this from the experts. But there are the, you know, the architects and the engineers and the mathematicians out there who have kind of studied the dimensions of these pyramids and especially the great pyramid of Giza. And it's kind of left them baffled as to how exactly they could have constructed something like that with the technology they had available. Cause I think we kind of touched on this in the last podcast about, you know, I think it was Graham Hancock. Um, we were talking about that clip from his podcast with, with the Joe Rogan experience about how, if they if the explanation is like oh they drug these big concrete or big stone slabs up ramps well when you're dealing with the height of that pyramid at a certain point like the the initial ones fine okay maybe it was a ramp but like when you're dealing with the height eventually as you get higher and higher to go up to a what was it 480 foot tall at its right. highest pyramid the amount of leverage you would need to hoist a two-ton block of rock or concrete or whatever it was up that ramp to the top, it's physically impossible right. at a certain so, point. So your ramp, he was talking about how the ramp would have to essentially go back cause to, to keep it at the whatever degree, like two-degree well, so, upward angle. It would need to go back like however many hundreds of miles right. to so, make that even like based on the physics, to make that possible to just hoist it up there. So for calculations, most Egyptologists use a two and a half ton as the weight for the average pyramid block. Mm -hmm. So two and a half tons as the average, which means you're pulling multiple trucks. They believe that 8,000 tons of granite were imported from the Aswan located more than 800 kilometers away. So these 8,000 tons of granite were being hauled what was it do i say 800 kilometers to build the pyramids yeah so that's a feat in and of itself just right. getting it there to the right. site and, where and you're going to build that's it. hoping that the whole journey is flat right which it probably was because imagine if that shit's going downhill how are you stopping two and a half tons you just get out the way yeah well we're gonna let it stop itself and well, then we're gonna and, have to dig it out and and was that was that over sand were they having to just like hoist i don't, that up, I don't know over i didn't look up where the aswan location was uh, but they also believe that the largest granite stones in the pyramid weighed between 25 to 80 tons. Jesus. 25 to 80 tons. Oh, my God. All right. So that is those are like the, the base structures of how they built the pyramids. I'm, there's obviously smaller stones, mm -hmm. other things that were put into it. But they said an 8% slope is about the maximum possible slope you could have on a ramp. Okay. I don't have a protractor, but if you, you know, you go from 90 to 45 to 22 to 11 to 8, it's, I mean, it, there's a slope there, but it's not that yeah. steep. Because you said 8 degrees? Eight, an 8% yeah. 8 slope would be the maximum possible to do this. And so that, in terms of, you're, you're talking about in terms of hoisting a 2.5 ton plus Right, so the stone, block. the ramp would have to maintain an 8% slope the whole way. Yeah. 
So for that to happen, the ramp would approximately have to be a mile long to reach the top, which means you have to start building your ramp a mile out to do the top one. <laughs> but that doesn't mean you have to, because the, the base we can understand is a lot easier to, to put the blocks down. The second becomes a little bit more challenging because you got to get them on top. And then obviously the layers you build, which means you got to start these ramps out at the perfect distance every time. Right. But for the top one, that means that someone is dragging two and a half ton stones a mile uphill to build the pyramid. If that's the explanation if, you want to go with. If that's the explanation of how they, of how they built it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, to go for a more... Um, oh, where is this one? So to go for a more modern, so, so someone, this was on an NBC News article, so take that with a grain of salt. They said that 4,000 workers over 20 years using strength, sleds, and ropes built the pyramids. I don't believe that for a fucking second. Maybe 4,000, you know, chiefs were running the, hey, you need to move that stone there. And then there was like 400,000 people pulling each stone. Because 4,000 workers pulling 8,000 tons of stone? Come on. Yeah. and uh, that, Over 20 years? Come on. Yeah, that differs from, I think, on the last episode, I have it here in my notes too, but the ancient Greek historian Herodotus estimated that it took 100,000 men 20 years right. to complete. So. Then they go to say that to build it with modern day technology using cranes, helicopters, it would probably take 1,500 to 2,000 workers in five years, and it would cost around $5 billion to build. With modern technology. With modern technology. Yeah. And I still sit there and go, okay, I can see helicopters moving right. You know, a two and a half ton right. yeah. block. Like That's not too much for a helicopter yeah. to ask for. I don't know what cranes or 80 ton cranes that can lift yeah. the shit where they needed to go because you got to think the base to the tip, you obviously are moving in every level, mm -hmm. which means for a crane to lift an 80 ton to put, and I believe the 80 ton and 25 ton blocks were over the King's chambers, um, which I'm sure you'll touch on. I'm sure you have notes on that, but that means you're probably putting it in the middle towards the top of the pyramid so the base of the crane, which is your strength of the crane, mm -hmm. is going to have to be away from the base of the yeah, pyramid. Yeah, like leaning over. Which means you're going to try and swing an 80-ton block. Into position exactly where you want If it. we've got a crane like that, please show me. Like, I want to see this. That it doesn't, you know, it can't just more or less hold the weight vertically. It's, that shit's holding that shit out at yeah. a fucking angle to put that in there. Yeah. So I'm like sitting there going like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, we just released evidence of UFOs, so <laughs> let's talk about the possibility of some extraterrestrial help to build yeah. these. Yeah, so, and that's that's kind of like a separate discussion, and we may get into that, but... Um, oh, no, it's I, the only I, discussion. They I, built I, I think just during my, uh, albeit limited research into this, you read all these facts and these measurements about like the weight of each individual stone and how high the pyramid was built and how many stones were used and all this kind of stuff. And the fact that we've been studying this, you know, we being archaeologists, Egyptologists, uh, engineers, mathematicians have been picking this apart for however long now at this point. And they're still not really at a satisfactory explanation for how those things were created that is where I'm like, 
you know, the little, the woo-woo side of me is like, why is it crazy to think that we had help from people who were not of this planet? Well, you know, with it, with, with technology that was available to them that was not available to us. And also, I like the idea that, okay, maybe if you don't want to go so far as to say aliens, you still have to kind of confront this possibility that there there is a possibility that ancient Egypt as a civilization maybe had access to technology that was maybe even more advanced than what we have now. And the fact that this civilization has been gone for nearly 5,000 years, um, their technology or what they used to build these structures is just simply lost to the sands of time. And that knowledge of how to build structures like that is just gone. And, you know, the way we build things now is a certain way to do it with concrete and steel and all this kind of stuff. And that's that's one way to do it. But maybe they had some way to do that thousands of years ago with these giant stone structures that is just gone. And we're never going to understand. And we'll just have to come to the conclusion that we may not ever know how exactly they did that with the technology available that, or that at least that we think was available at the time. Cause I think for me, it's just, you look at pictures of these things and you read all the information about the dimensions of it and the size of the blocks and all this kind of stuff and how many stones were made. And you're just like people thousands of years ago built this. It wasn't like this was built a hundred years ago with relatively modern construction equipment thousands thousands of years ago and i think a lot of people my thing that i find and i I don't know we've probably talked about this before because we've kind of touched on history stuff here and there but history has always been fascinating to me because i i think it helps to try and put yourself in the shoes of a person living in these times and you know if you think about like world war ii and about how long ago that was and about how like I don't want to use the word primitive, but like really primitive, their technology that they had compared to what right. we have available today, it's it's improved leaps and bounds. Right. I mean, if you were to show that technology to someone in the for, in the 1940s, they would be like, you're a fucking magician. Well, I mean, so it, that's if, not even that long ago. It's like 80 years right. ago. I mean, we'll keep even, going back 100, 200, 1,000, right, 5,000, like what did they have available other than like fucking chisels and shit? Like what were these people, what did their society look like? Like what did their houses look like? Like what did they eat on a daily basis? How did they farm? It's mind blowing that they were able to create something that's still sitting there 5,000 years later, approximately. Right. How many modern structures? We still can't understand how they made. Right. So how many modern structures? I think you asked this on our last episode. How many modern structures in five thousand years will look exactly nearly that's what identical I like to, about, to yeah. the creation, like when it was finished? Right. Like, like what do you, what do you think in five thousand years? What do you, what what structures that and this is this could be anywhere in the world. It doesn't have to be the United States. But what structures do you think around the world will still be standing like these pyramids are in another five thousand years? The pyramids. The pyramids will probably be there. That's probably a pretty good guess. They I might mean, be underwater or something, but they'll probably still be there. Well, yeah, but, but like, like I don't know of another structure. It's, it's that, hard to it's hard to like put yourself into that 
mindset of like how it's it's really hard for people to conceptualize how long how long well, of were, amount of time that is. They believe they were constructed 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 around two twenty five seventy BC, so forty five hundred years ago. Yeah, I mean it's that is a that is a preposterously long amount of time right <laughs> like the amount well, like, of history that has happened on the world between then and now is right. insane well like you were talking about like the technology from world war ii till now is like if you you take a world war ii vet and you show him modern day technology he's gonna be like what the fuck it's mind-blowing but think about this too from the start of world war ii till the end of world war ii yeah just in a few we years. constructed an atomic weapon that literally wiped out two yeah. cities. Technology like, that did not previously exist. If you would have told multiple leaders of these wars that, hey, the U.S. has this weapon in development that can literally drop and they'll just annihilate your city, the war might not have started. Yeah. People would have been like, yeah, maybe we'll like push back on certain places, but we're not going to start war with the U.S. Like we and don't it's something want that involved. went from not existing to existing and being used within... A couple right. of short years. Basically. So then it being used and it is now the superior weapon yeah, it's in like the world conflicts that like everyone's like, yeah. oh yeah, well we tested our new nuclear weapon. Yeah. And it's like. It's the preeminent threat of like, if you fuck with us, we'll use this. It's right. the number one option. Yeah. But like. But that all happened in what? A couple of years. Right. And we're talking the. the 4,500 yeah, years ago. The development and exponential increase in the capabilities of technology and construction abilities over the course of thousands well, of years. And think too, if say it was completed in like 2570 BC and it took truly a hundred years to build, that means construction had to have started in, well, that'd have been 26. Dude, does time go from like 8,000? Yeah, it had to have been like eight. So it would have been 26 70 BC. It counts down right. so, in BC and then it goes up right. after that. So it would have been 26, you know, 2670 BC is when they started construction on it, which means whoever started the construction on it, you know, isn't going to be like a three year old kid that like drew this up and is <laughs> like, that means that from generation to generation that built this pyramid, the idea and concept never changed. Right. Which it, means they had a. Perfect blueprint with zero issues yeah. that nobody was like, we're going to change this. Yeah. Unless the Pharaoh, who has been long dead, decided that was like, yeah, you know, we need to change this for my room. And yeah. then the existing Pharaoh was like, you're going to build me this tomb inside the pyramid. And then the, after that Pharaoh died. Well, the died, thing is, you can't really do much of that because once you're halfway done, you can't just ra radically change the structure. Right. You of would have to start carving building. rooms out. Right. And yeah, then it's like, you got to kind of stick to what you did from the very beginning right. because if you don't at a certain point as you're halfway done, it's just going to fall apart if you try and change things radically. Right. So like who in their right mind, even now, in my opinion, like when I was in Italy and we were at the Coliseum, the tour guide was like, Hey, these archways, those stones aren't set there. There's no rebar going through them, making sure that, you know, the concrete blocks or the, the marble blocks don't fall. They would put that. They would they'd drop all of the stones in at the same time, and the pressure of the stones pushing against each other creates the arch and creates the naturally strong formation. And I'm like, who's who's thinking of that? Some dude's like, all right, on three, all of you let go of the rope, and it's just it's gonna work, and it works. Who's thinking about that? Building the pyramids when they're having eighty ton block, you know it was over people. You know people were sitting underneath it like oh, that's pretty cool. 
If it falls, though, it's not going to be too cool. <laughs> but you know, like, like who's thinking, okay, we just need this exact amount of pressure to hold an 80-ton block yeah. in place? Yeah. Like, to me, I, I think one of the craziest things, too, is, like, if they just set out to, let's just say, stack a bunch of blocks in a big square, right? Like a big square. Just stack them all in stacks, and they're... Anywhere from two and a half ton to whatever you said, the largest the 80 ton, 80 ton blocks of stone. That in and of itself is crazy. But the fact that they did it in a pyramid where you have to have like a certain level of mathematical precision to get a pyramid to rise to a single point like that. And then especially when you're talking about, I don't know a ton about the interior of the pyramids, but there's all these interior passageways and they came up with, I've read somewhere that they came up with clever ways to like get light funneled in from the outside and reflect right. off different surfaces. And so that you had light on the inside instead of having to carry like a little a flaming torch. torch or something. And the, the granite that they got in there and like they just all these like, Interior the small intricacies that you're like it's that that's the what? stuff where I'm like okay not only did they stack all these gigantic immensely heavy stones in the shape of a pyramid but they built the inside of this like it's almost like an ancient hotel or well, something. it's like it's I, I believe there's three tiers I think I have a note on it um, yeah there's three known chambers inside the Great Pyramid at least the lowest was cut into the bedrock. So just the base. That, yeah. That's pretty simple in my opinion. When I say simple, I'm simple saying it's doable. Compared it's to doable, other things, yeah. right? It's something I could see, okay, me and you yeah. could go do that over 20 years. Yeah. And then they're like, it. that wasn't finished though, apparently. So they were like, yeah, fuck that. We're not doing the base part. And then there's the queen's chamber and the king's chamber that contain granite sarcophagi. And they're up in the pyramid. These are like levels in the pyramid. And I'm like, how though? Like, how, like, structurally, like, when you're at your house, just build a pyramid of cards. Yeah. And then take like five out of the middle on the right, four out of the left, and then a few off the bottom. It's not going to stand just because the structure will fall. And that might be a bad analogy because it's a card pyramid. But like, you build it with sticks or anything, it's going to fall. Unless you have it perfectly placed with the right pressure and everything and i'm like so you're telling me there's three chambers in the great pyramid that is two and a half football field by two and a half football fields we have three rooms and there's granite sarcophagi there's 80 ton blocks in these chambers yeah i don't know how we built them <laughs> aliens well and that's that's the thing is like not only is it baffling to you and me who are just regular Joe Schmoes working a regular job that don't have anything to do with history or Egyptology or anything like that, but it's like experts have studied this for right. a long time. Not just like, oh, we just found these. We're still learning stuff, so we make it to the Imagine someone's here. like, yo, we just found these pyramids in Egypt. It's like, yeah, like oh, we've known we about had, We had no idea these were here. Yeah, but like we've known and like different societies have studied these long since the collapse and fall of the Egyptian empire. And we still have no fucking right. idea. I mean, they have theories. Like, there are these theories that we've kind of been touching on of like, oh, well, they had ramps and pulleys. And yeah, they had 100,000 men working on it approximately or whatever. And it's like, okay, I mean, I guess if that's what you want to well, go with. But that's a pretty flimsy theory when you right. start when they start explaining, so, like, here's how this thing is built. 
it their theory or like at least I, I I would say the predominant theory of like the main one that they're going with is just really not all that convincing. To well, be so frank. part of what I couldn't find either was how strong. I mean, obviously your ramp has to be able to hold two and a half tons on average, but how strong does would it have to be to hold an eighty ton block? Like right. what? What is that structurally? What is that ramp structurally made of? What is it made of? Because yeah. our scaffolding now, I've been on scaffolding before where my knees were shaking because the scaffolding was shaking, yeah. and I didn't feel comfortable on yeah. there. And I'm like, this is made out of metal. Maybe not. I'm not saying you know it's a steel structure, but like, yeah. they didn't have but forged like, steel back then to build a mile long, yeah. you know. 500 foot tall ramp like what was the very end of this ramp look like yeah if it's as wide as the stone blocks are no no shot because then you have to make sure that it doesn't sway at all like exactly what does this structure of the ramp look like because that is a marvelous feat in itself then yes to have a ramp that you can drag a mile long yeah. 500 feet high to move these blocks and another thing that we're also not considering is Depending on how long, there's a bunch of estimates as to how long it took them to do this, especially the Great Pyramid. But like, you're not taking into consideration the fact of like wind and water erosion on right. this thing over the course of time. And like, while you have a bunch of however many people scampering up the side of this thing, chiseling or doing whatever right. it is, stealing blocks up rocks to go and, make, yeah. you know, shit while, while or yeah. grease. And, while they're doing that, think about the effect of weather on this right. construction process. Like, it's just truly remarkable how they were able to do it. And the fact that they, this thing that, we, that we've dated back to thousands of years ago, that we're still sitting here, like, scratching our heads about it, being like, how'd they do this, is just, I honestly feel like, more people should be freaking out about this and being right. and like devoting their entire lives to studying well, this. Because it's honestly one of like life's great mysteries on this planet is, is well, structures and, like this. And I truly don't like even with our technologies, and I was talking to you about like the LIDAR, which was one of the um Joe Rogan episodes I've watched where they can shoot unharmful um rays down into like the Amazon and they can see cities that are covered in forest and you can use that on the pyramids and see the rooms and yeah. everything without, you know, sending any destructive rays through it. And it's like, we have all this technology and everything and we're still not answering questions. We're like, Oh, that's really cool. We didn't, we didn't know that existed. And it's like, we didn't know that existed. <laughs> right. We're just now finding well, out. I want to get to that too. Cause I, I'm going to start reading off just some random facts from all the research I had, but I want to get to that as one of the 30 interesting facts from this one um, article that I found. But there's apparently they're, they're they've estimated there's like over a hundred or maybe even more. Um, I'll get to the fact here in a second, but peer other pyramids, that exist in Egypt that may be completely buried under sand, which is a fucking crazy thing to think about. Um, but I just wanted to read some of this stuff that I had from last time that we didn't quite get to on the last podcast. But um, the Great Pyramid itself was built under a Pharaoh Khufu's rule. And at a certain point, it was the single largest building ever erected on the planet, which doesn't come as a huge surprise, especially when you're considering like, what other societies 5,000 years ago were building structures like that that would even compare to something like this. Um, but I found like a bunch of this stuff to be quite interesting. And this is from, if anyone's interested, it's from a Britannica.com thing about the pyramids of Giza. So if you want to Google it. Um, but 
It's saying that the core, the Great Pyramid's core, is made of yellowish limestone blocks. The outer casing, which is now almost completely gone, and the inner passages are made of finer, light-colored limestone. And the interior burial chamber is built of huge blocks of granite, which we've kind of talked about a little bit, which, to me, that part is fucking crazy. Um, It says approximately 2.3 million blocks of stone were cut, transported, and assembled to create the 5.75 million ton structure, which is a masterpiece of technical skill and engineering ability. (laughs) It says the internal walls, as well as those few outer casing stones that still remain in place, show finer joints than than any other masonry constructed in ancient Egypt. So even like in comparison to other crazy things they built during that time, this is like the masterpiece. Um, it's a masterpiece. It's far and away well, above what and, they, what else they built. And think too about this. And this, you know, we'll touch on this in another episode, I think. But these aren't the only pyramids around the world that have been mm-hmm. there for thousands of years. You were just in Mexico, and you went and visited the the Mayan pyramids. Mm-hmm. Those don't compare in any. They're cool. They're cool. But they're not. But, but they're, they're not. They're not Egyptian tons pyramids. of blocks. They're not yeah. eighty ton blocks that were used. And, and I don't know much about them. But there's pyramids in other parts of the world too that you can sit there and go, how did all of these ancient civilizations that knew nothing about each other build the same structures with different meanings for each structure? Mm-hmm. There's some other outlying, um, you know interest that is involved in these and um you know someone in the chat has brought up that the every single structural theory and how the pyramid or how they were made hold no water unless there was advanced logistics involved which there had to be not only the structure but the perfect earth alignment and star alignment would go into the structural composition of the pyramids i'm glad that was brought up because I'm going to touch on some of that here. If you would, are you, are you good? Yeah, you I just to, I just wanted to okay, touch on yeah. on what I saw over there too. By the way, shout out to whoever's in the chat. We appreciate the engagement. Um, so this is saying the question of how the pyramids were built has not received a wholly satisfactory answer, which we've obviously covered here and in the last podcast. The most plausible one is that the Egyptians employed a sloping and encircling embankment of brick, earth, and sand, which was increased in height and in length as the pyramid rose. Stone blocks were hauled up the ramp by means of sledges, rollers, and levers. According to the ancient Greek historian Herodotus, I've already talked about this, the Great Pyramid approximately took 20 years and 100,000 men. That was... You know, who knows if that's accurate or not. Right. Um, This figure is believable given the assumption that these men, and this is what I wanted to get into about logistics, that these men who were agricultural agricultural laborers, sorry, I was like having a hard time saying that, worked on the pyramids um, while there was little work to be done in the fields. So it says, i.e., when the Nile River was in flood. By the late 20th century, however, archaeologists found evidence that a more limited workforce may have occupied the site on a permanent rather than a seasonal basis. It was suggested that as few as 20,000 workers with accompanying support personnel such as bakers, physicians, priests, etc., would have been adequate for the task. So that's another thing when you're talking about logistics. Like, Not only do you have whatever the size of this workforce, whether it's 20,000 men, whether it's 100,000 men, whatever it may be, if it's seasonal, if it's constant, 
that alone, these people are devoting their entire day, all day long, every right. day, every month, every year to get this thing done. But these people need to eat. They need clothes. They need health care. They, they need rest. They need religious support. Right. So you have this whole other ecosystem of people. That it's like a whole industry right. around. It would literally be like their entire economy or a giant chunk of their economy and their industry built to this devoted to doing this for one multiple task. generations. Yes, probably for multiple generations, which is baffling. Um, and this is talking about more of like the okay, so this this little section here is talking about more of stuff that we've kind of already covered in terms of like how many stones, how tall it is and stuff. But this next little section I wanted to get to because I did not know this until I was doing my research. But so today they're they're saying that today after centuries of erosion um, the Great Pyramid of Giza stands about 450 feet high. So it's come down a little bit from, right. I think we said 480 feet was the tallest. Um, and by the way, this I'm talking about, this is from an architecturaldigest.com article, in case anyone wants to Google it. Um, it says, to put that into context, the Statue of Liberty tops out at 305 feet. So it's considerably taller, even now after thousands right. of years of erosion, than the Statue of Liberty, which is pretty fucking tall. Um, it says, for nearly 4,000 years, it was the tallest building in the world. The pyramid was built with an estimated 2.3 million stone blocks, which weigh anywhere from two and a half to 15 tons each. So I think it. it I think the figure was like altogether, it's 5.75 million tons. Right, which <laughs> Just means they had to pyramid. move all of that stone. It's absolutely preposterous in size. But this is the part that I read that I had never heard of until I was doing this research. It says today the Giza pyramids were the tawny wear the tawny tones of their surrounding Libyan desert. But back in their heyday, they sparkled, apparently. Originally, the pyramids were encased in slabs of highly polished white limestone, and when the sun struck them, they lit up and shimmered. Some researchers believe that the pyramids' capstones were plated in gold as well. Those dazzling facades have long been stripped. Some sources report that those blocks of stone were repurposed and used to build mosques, but you can still see remnants of a once snowy cap atop the middle pyramid. So the well, fact right. that they used to, like not only was it this amazing structural feat of engineering out in the middle of the desert, but when the sun would shine on it, which you got to imagine is most of the time out there in the desert, they sparkled because they were encased in slabs of highly polished white limestone. All right, so, so they have these like, giant shining jewels in the middle of the desert. Right, so think about that. On our last episode, we talked about how or like I brought up how like the Colosseum in Rome was stripped so that they could yeah. use that marble and other they structures. They took it and went and built other stuff. And they yeah. tried to preserve it as best they could. But you, if you go there, it's like half the Colosseum. Yeah. And you're like, this is still amazing. Like, this yeah. is awesome. I'd love to see it, you know, in a gladiator setting. Yeah. Yeah. The pyramid was there longer. And you know with Greece and Rome and all the changing of like, you know. Macedonia. The, Macedonia, yeah. the, the Persian Empire, yep. all, all of the empires and shit that's gone on in that region for thousands of years. Of course. Oh, gold. That's valuable. Right. I'm going to climb up there and strip that, and strip and, that yeah. off. Oh, this is a cool stone that we can use to build something else. Right. Start pulling it off. So, yeah, we could be missing the, out, the true outside layer of the entire pyramid right now. I just find and that, it's still amazing that yeah. we're sitting here going like we, we don't know how it was built. Yeah, it's still amazing. But I, when I read that, I had never heard that before. But like, can you imagine staring at these things, going, "Wow!" Not only are these really impressive and fascinating, but like they shine like diamonds in the middle of the desert. Right. <laughs> like, well, and and you know, like, and, and we'll probably touch on it with like Egyptian mythology and like the gods and everything. But dying in 
you know, Egyptian life was just another, it was just the start of the afterlife. Mm -hmm. So for the pharaohs being in, you know, in their catacombs or, or in their tombs or, or, you know, sarcophagi, wherever they were put and then housed in these fancy rooms, it was just their start to the afterlife. Yeah. So it was like a welcome, like it, it, it was celebrated, you know, and it was, excuse me. So, yeah, I mean, to have it shining and everything kind of was like, hey, you know, they're starting a new beginning. But it also yeah. can bring up the fun conspiracy part of everything where you're going, or maybe it was a light up to somebody, you know, mm. in space. Yes. Pinpointing locations. The more, that's the more fun thing to think about. Well, um, I mean, they're, they're, I think it's the latitude goes through the speed of light. And I was reading an article, and they were like, well, if we want to go back seven decimal places, uh, there's like 20,000 different latitudes that go through the pyramids. And I'm like, okay, but that's not fun. Like, if the speed of light goes through there, then there might be a significant meaning for aliens that the speed of light goes through the pyramid. So to go to what you're talking about, I'm, I'm on this, um, and I'm, I kind of just want to shout all this stuff out on the podcast while we're talking about it, just so we can give credit to where I'm getting all this research. And then also for people listening, if they want to Google this stuff, but if you Google, um, there, there's an, it's called it, the, the website is interesting And it's basically interesting facts about the ancient Egyptian pyramid. So if you Google that, you can find it, but to go to what you're talking about, one of the facts they have on here is saying that the pyramids appear to be aligned with the stars. Um, the ancient appear, the ancient Egyptians appear to have used two constellations to align their pyramids in a north-south direction, the Big Dipper and the Little Dipper. This alignment is so precise that their north-south positions are within an accuracy of up to 0.05 degrees. However, it is important to note that the alignment of stars is constantly changing, albeit at a slow rate. But um, there was that one, and then there was another one here. Let me find it. But to go to what you're saying they were clearly using the night sky and the stars right. to position these things, which is like they obviously had a fascination with Right, which means the, think about this, universe. though. You have three football – well, I guess it doesn't really matter now that I think <clears throat> about it looking up. But think about that, though. You're trying to align the center of your pyramid with the star, and this thing is going to be 750 feet by 750 feet. And I'll have to research it, but I'm pretty sure pyramids elsewhere in the world are also aligned with stars. I think there are some, yeah. So here's another little thing. It says, in the Great Pyramid of Giza, a shaft exists that a few have argued is aligned to the former polar star Alpha Draconis. That shaft was presumably a design feature of the pyramid during its construction, and its purpose is hotly debated. The shafts likely wouldn't have been useful for actually observing the stars, though. This is because they were only roughly oriented and large stones blocked the shaft's exit. However, the mystery of the shaft's true, true purpose remains. So, like, I love all these little tidbits, too, because there's all these theories about, like, once they've gotten inside of these, obviously, years later, like, researchers and stuff, they've gotten in there and then they've, like, studied all these passageways and these little, like, antechambers and, what, and stuff. Is, and what does like, this whole mean yeah, that like, goes what, that way? What were they building this for? And, like, they're kind of looking around being like, what did they – they clearly had a purpose right. for making it this way. What was that for? And like, clearly, this theory is kind of going to what we're talking about. Of like, while they were building this, they had this fascination with the night sky and with the right. universe and the stars out there. And they were, I don't know what their what point they were trying to make with all of this stuff. But like, they're, well, they're just pointing the home. structure, et <laughs> the structure of home. these buildings were clearly like giving reverence to the night sky in many instances. 
That was not the one that I wanted to find. Well, there I was mean, another one over here. And I can see, like, you know, with that, it makes it the fun argument to go, yeah, aliens, you know, had some impact on this, right? Because we still can't scientifically prove how this was built. So let's just go with the fun. Yeah. You know, they're using the stars to align. That points up to where aliens, at least we believe where aliens come from, you know, and everything. But it's like... Well, but back then they also didn't have anything else really to pinpoint off of. So they used stars, you know, they used stars to navigate the oceans back then too. Like that was part of learning how to sail across the seas you had to learn how to read stars. So you knew where you were, you knew which way you needed to go. But it also brings into light, like aliens were there, <laughs> you know, they were there. Um, Maybe was it this one? No, I already read that one. I, I I thought I had a little... Maybe it's in my other research. Exactly. A conduit to the stars, to their origins. Fuck, I can't find this. Aliens. Anyway, it's somewhere in here. Um, You want to hear a couple other crazy facts? The aliens built the pyramids? Yeah. yeah well, it doesn't go outright and say that, but... uh, Right, but if we can't figure out how, we got to just start going with, okay... How do we not build a pyramid? I think that would be an easier discussion is how do we not build the pyramids? What do you mean? How do we not build the pyramids? Like, can we start to eliminate how we theories on how we oh, did build oh, the pyramids? Okay. You said that in like a weird way. You mean like, like what, what, um, what, what ways methods of construction right. can we eliminate? Of right. how these structures could have been built. Right. Is that what you meant to say? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was like, how do we not build it? Well, you just don't do it. That's the answer. <laughs> how do we not go about doing this? <laughs> like, and they're like, well, I'm we confused. just have some really powerful dude thousands of years ago go, we're not going to do hey, that maybe. Let's not build pyramids. Maybe we just build like okay. a little like tomb with one block yeah. and we hollow it out. And that's it. I'm good. <laughs> um, this is what I was talking about earlier when it, this is saying that um, there are actually more than a hundred pyramids in Egypt. Um, it said that by some estimates, there could possibly be more than 130 pyramids in Egypt. Um, not only that, but many experts believe more will be found in the coming years. The reason why so many were constructed is hotly debated, but it is clear that they had a very important role to play in ancient Egyptian culture. Um, this interestingengineering.com article that I was looking through, they, they kind of talk about some of the other pyramids that were built and not all of them not all of the stone structures that the ancient Egyptians built were in the shape of pyramids. Kind of interesting. Right. There's, there's other ones you can find that are like more of like like a sphinx. Well, there's the sphinx, and then there's some theories about the sphinx being maybe like what it represented. Was it there to like protect or watch over right. the pharaohs who were buried there, or That's whatever? More, more part of the mythology part. Of yeah, it. there's a little bit more of the mythology. Um, where was I going right before you brought that up? Sorry, I'm really good at deviating from. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> no, you're you're pathway. good. I'm just I'm scrolling through all these interesting facts because a lot of these I had not heard before. Well, this one seems I don't know where they're getting this. Again, this is according to one article, so take this with a grain of salt. But it's saying uh, contrary to popular belief, the builders of the pyramids were not slaves, either Israelite or other. Current research, especially the discovery of records from the time, indicate workers were well paid and well fed. It also seems likely that the workforce as well as food and other essentials came from all across Egypt, kind of what we were talking about earlier. Not only that, but the work was considered highly prestigious with many workers given the honor of being buried in tombs near the sacred pyramids. So that definitely goes against the predominant theory that I've normally heard, which right, is like they used slave labor to do this. So maybe it wasn't slave labor. Maybe they somehow convinced this whole country to 
like, hey, this is an honor to be a part of working on this project. Right, but like you said, though, is like when the, the Nile had flooded, there was less work to be done when it came to farming. Mm-hmm. So if that was the case and then they moved to build the pyramids, who would replace them when it came back to time to go back to farming? Because the farming was essential to feeding everybody building this. So it's like, where did these people come from? Like where... And, and where did the money come from back then that they were, if they were paid a, a handsome, you know, payments, where did it come from? Uh, you know, and yeah, there's Egyptian, <clears throat> excuse me, there's Egyptian treasure out there that's worth millions and billions now, but it's like back then to someone, you know, a gold chalice was to hold your wine. Right. Like that was like treasure. That was yeah, it's like a usable ra- item. Yeah, like I'd rather have food. That food's more valuable to me than right. this thing. <laughs> so if you but if you have the farmers working on the pyramids, who's working in the farms unless the farmers go back? And then who's working on the pyramids, right? It just becomes one of those if this was all voluntary work, then there's no way it could have been four thousand people voluntarily it's, working there, it's kind there of amazing has to be more behind it yeah it's kind of amazing if they weren't slaves if we're going to go with that theory that they weren't slaves it, it's, it's it, way more amazing if they it, weren't slaves yeah it's kind of amazing that they were willing to as a society devote so much time and economic resources into this project right. and, and away from other things like they could have been a an empire that focused more on conquering you know what i mean like and more of weren't. like divide building up this gigantic army and spreading out across the world and taking over they're like we're gonna save that for kingdoms. rome but they didn't do that they no. they decided to spend all of their time and resources and effort on building these giant structures which is like super fascinating to me and i don't know if that's like did these pharaohs utilize the popular religions of the time to influence the way people thought and convince them that this was what they needed to do because of some God wanted them to do it. Or, or was it more of like they threatened people into doing it? Right. That leads more into like the slave mentality of like, Hey, do this or we're going to fucking kill you. That's, you know, people aren't exactly volunteering if that's the situation. Well, I still like if it was built over a hundred plus years, like I said, that's moving from generation to generation at every position. That means the next pharaoh that came into power had to agree with the last one, mm-hmm. you know, which means that the next one that came into power had to agree with both of the last ones which, to keep everything the same, which means the workers and the main architects all had to be on the same page and agree, which means that their children who were going to take their place all had to agree and not one person in power could have come in and been like, well, I think we should alter it yeah. to be this because then you're sitting there going, okay, we have 80% of the pyramid built and now we want to change and tweak these two things because tweaking a big thing like that. <clears throat> I mean, think about this then too. If there's 4,000 people working, how many people is it going to take to drag a two and a half ton block mm-hmm. up a mile long ramp? You got to think probably a lot. <laughs> and how many people are going to be having to, maintain repairs on that ramp because you got to think if you grab one wrong piece of wood and it breaks, you got to go repair that piece of wood because that can structurally damage yeah. the thing. So then you got people working on the ramp, but then it's like, if you're repairing the ramp, how much do you have to change in the ramp to get the repair in? Like if you're halfway up the ramp and the bottom starts to break, you got to fix that, but you got to 
two and a half ton stone on the ramp, which is going to make you unstable already. And you got to think like, about they had to keep all of these supplies, so they need all of their construction right. supplies, all of the wood that they use for the ramps, the rope for pulleys, all this kind of stuff. All right. of that needs to always be constantly well supplied. All these, all these people who are working on it need to be constantly well fed right. and well watered so they're able to perform the work the way it needs to be done. Right, and so then you're telling me if, if a two and a half ton block came to a stop on a slope say say the ropes broke and they didn't have rollers or anything or if it was on rollers it rolled off the rollers backwards you're telling me that with just manpower they're going to be able to on a slope start an upward momentum of (laughs) a two and a half ton block to either get back onto rollers which, think of this too, rollers, in my opinion, will also work against you because then you have gravity fighting you to pull the block back off the rollers. Yeah. So yeah, it might make it, you know, I guess in physics sense, it could make it both easy and more difficult. But how are you going to move, you know, because an object in motion will stay in motion. So if you're pulling it forward, you got to just keep that momentum. You can't take any breaks. That block has to get to point A, like, Right away. You can't stop, which means you're dragging two and a half tons a mile a lot of times. <laughs> a lot of times. How many yeah. blocks did you say were in there? I think it was I think it was two point three million blocks. So two point three million blocks were yeah. having to be moved. Two point three million stone blocks weighing anywhere from two and a half to fifteen tons each. R- right. So so that's a lot of blocks to be moved. So the two and a half ton people. ones were the light ones. Right. That's lightweight, son. <laughs> Right, lightweight. Imagine 15 ton, or, or if there truly are an 80 ton block in there, yeah, imagine moving yeah. an 80 ton block into a higher part of the pyramid. You're sitting there going, all right, we're going to need at least 20,000 people pulling this block. I mean, think about how much weight 80 tons is. Dude, it's... A ton is 2,000 pounds. Well, and I think, um, like, trying to, trying to put it in perspective of, like, a, like, how much does a grown adult elephant weigh? Do we know? Like, is it two tons? Is it an one, elephant? One ton? Oh, I don't know. Because like, those are fucking gigantic animals. I mean, there's multiple different elephants. So there's the African elephant, the Asian elephant. Like, I mean, I guess they could have had both. I don't know if woolly mammoth were still around back then. I don't think they were. But I'm just trying to think of... I'm not saying like they used elephants to do this stuff. I'm just saying in size comparison for the stone blocks. Well, but even if they like used if an elephant to do this, that means you got to have an elephant pulling up these blocks but that means you got to have a structure that can hold the two and a half ton block and a two and a half ton elephant. <laughs> yeah. so um while you're looking that up because i don't know if it's actually that important i was just kind of curious for a size comparison but um this little fact right here was was very interesting just to kind of make another point as to how very well constructed this thing was or these things were um one theory is that the Egyptians got better at building pyramids over time. Some researchers think that the Egyptians hadn't been able to cut the stones accurately enough to make the joints of earlier pyramids really tight. Over time, moisture got into the joints, and this expanded and contracted as the weather changed, pushing the stones apart, ultimately leading to erosion over time. The Great Pyramid was also built using granite, which tends not to soak up water. Craftsmen also learned how to make tight joints in the casing covering the pyramid, meaning the pyramid could shed water instead of absorbing it, ultimately preserving it. So, like, that's a pretty impressive feat of construction and engineering there to figure that out over time. Like, they clearly built smaller pyramids and realized, like, hey, we're having this issue with moisture getting in. It's causing 
you know, contraction right. and expansion of these stone blocks. It's causing erosion which displaces over time. Them. Yeah, which displaces them. So if we're going to, you know, that this one's only this size. If we're going to build one that's five times the size or ten times the size or whatever, we need to change the way we do this. Right. And then clearly they did over time because, like, now these – like, it's obviously experienced – a considerable amount of erosion over the course of thousands of years, but it's still largely the way it looked back then. Right. Which is like, they clearly basically mastered how to do this. So with with the tools they had available. Right. So to touch on your elephant, the average elephant for, for an African elephant, which are the largest land mammal animals in the world ranges between 5,000 pounds. So two and a half tons to 14,000 pounds or seven tons. There you go. So imagine seeing the largest, African elephant out there weighing in at possibly seven tons, if not more. And they said some of the larger stone blocks weighed 15 tons. Right. So so have two of those elephants in in dead weight and you have to pull them. Yeah. So imagine two of those elephants are just sleeping on the the side and and you have to drag them. And a bunch of humans have to just drag them up a ramp. That's essentially what we're talking about here. Yeah. Imagine an elephant wakes up and you're trying to pull it. What the fuck's going on here? And you got a 15,000 pound animal trying to take you out. But so, so just logistically. And again, we have zero degrees or knowledges, knowledges that, that explains what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Um, we have like zero knowledge on this. We didn't study Egypt, you know, it's just the research you're doing now I'm doing now and that we've done before this, but nothing makes sense. I can't find a logistical way on how any of this was created. We know why they were created. Well, well, there are we, theories we, about that. We too. know it's, why they were created from certain things as far as a pharaoh wanted a nice house to, to live in for the afterlife. But yeah, there's probably a lot more in-depth knowledge on why they were created that we will never know. Because yeah. the aliens aren't here anymore. <laughs> Listen to this. Um, apparently there are secret doors inside the pyramids as well. So it says, so where do they go? The great pyramid. Well, they don't know. The great pyramid contains three main rooms, the queen's chamber, the grand gallery, and the king's chamber. Egyptologists have recently discovered two tunnels about 20 centimeters wide that wait, 20 centimeters. It's pretty small, right? How how big is 20 centimeters? (laughs) Got you. Handy tape measure. Eight inches. Okay. So two tunnels, eight inches wide, that extend from the north and south walls of the queen's chamber and stop dead at stone doors with copper handles. The doors were recently discovered using a robot, and some believe that they could some believe that they could lead to a secret chamber. So like, they're still finding shit like this in there today, being like, "We where does this go? We don't know what what this so was designed." So who then for. made a twenty centimeter tunnel? That's what I mean. Like the what size of the tunnel has to have changed. Like what is especially that? if you find a copper door? That means yeah. I don't even know how you'd build that. Like <laughs> you can't build the tunnel and then build the door. Like you'd have to have that is centimeters, built. right? It says twenty cm. Yeah, That's centimeters. So I'm not reading that wrong. That seems like I don't. That There's doesn't even make sense to me. Hole that it's, leads to a door. The fuck is up with that? <laughs> I don't even think our heads would. Like I don't even think you could yeah. like, get your head in there. I mean, you probably could, but you're not getting it out. So that dude, that seems more like some alien shit to me than anything. Like, what? Like, what if there was just like these little tiny aliens that like dude, little t- tiny aliens with superhuman strength that just yeah. like move these <laughs> <Yeah>. stones? <laughs> well, what if it's like uh, you remember in Men in Black when like the one dude, it turns out he's a uh, oh the, the little it's alien? like it's a little alien who's like p- 
piloting a, a human body and like the they open up the head and he's like and this like, little oh. alien in there in this like little control room and he's dying like what if it was like that and that was like their bedrooms like he just yeah. walked down the hallway like when he's done when he's done like controlling a, a cyborg human looking thing that is lifting stones and putting them into place for the day after a long day's work he crawls down his little eight inch tunnel and into his little well, secret room so when i was looking this stuff up kind of speaking about this there is the theory that aliens are an extraterrestrial like they had they had a help mm-hmm. and um someone in the article took it as far as to say as humans we can have ant farms right so you buy the farm system with sand and everything in it, and then you buy the ants and you watch them create this yeah. amazingly cool yeah. underground I've seen those before. tunnel those pretty, system and everything. Awesome. And like you, you kind of sit there and you go, well, this sand isn't connecting to anything. Like, What's stopping it from falling down? Trust me, I've sat there and been like the same thing. I'm like, what the fuck? How is this <laughs> thing here? But like I've watched videos on people will pour hot aluminum into anthills. Oh yeah, to like then, preserve the structure, or right? Whatever. And then yeah. they'll like dig the the aluminum up, and you can see, and it's just like the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, or like the article goes, what if aliens? And, and this kind of takes it a far stretch, but they're like, what if aliens came here, dropped off experiments, aka humans. I think it was that Instagram post I sent you guys. Yeah, it's like and the they, zoo hypothesis, right, right? The zoo hypothesis, and then they watched us. Yeah. So it's kind of this. My, so they're just kind of sitting back and observing. Right. Basically. So like, I did a little more research into it, and someone was talking about the pyramids with it. They're like, what if aliens came here, assisted with building the pyramids, to try and see if these experiments, you know, i.e., humans, could complete things and like do them with some assistance? And I'm like. Even with assistance, though, I feel like we would know we'd have that technology still today because we've only advanced from there. But then again, if you look architecturally, have we really advanced from the pyramids? Because we don't know how they're structurally built. Sure, we have thousands of foot tall buildings Mm -hmm. that we build level by level with a crane in the middle of them. Like I was talking about the crane earlier. How are you going to swing an 80-ton pound block without having the crane in the middle, which would be then in the way? Yeah. So it's like, well, and I think something that I like to think about, cause just kind of going to your little theory you were just talking about, is the idea that there. I think we may have to come to the realization and accept the fact that there may have been some of these ancient civilizations that we think of as like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I said it earlier, like primitive we think of as primitive in comparison to what we have now. Like they weren't driving Teslas around. They didn't have iPhones. So we they think didn't they have were, electricity. So we think they were primitive, right? But what if, you know, thousands of years ago, they were actually very advanced using maybe some different building blocks of their technology than we do, which is predominantly based on electricity and like circuit boards and switches and shit like that. What if it was something different than that, but equally as advanced. And then that those ancient civilizations, experienced some sort of a cataclysmic event like i don't know an asteroid hitting the earth which has happened a lot over the course of the lifespan of the earth wiped everything out and we had to start from scratch and then when we started from scratch that next civilization didn't have all the knowledge and the technology that the previous one did and so that where we're at now just happens to be where humans have got to from the last time we all got fucking squashed basically i mean i think we honestly Uh, have to accept that that might be the actual explanation here of like ancient Egypt may have been highly advanced 
and they experienced well, some sort time, of well for a hundred percent was yeah they, they had to have experienced some sort of a you know or or maybe not even their society because they got kind of taken over by the Persians and the Macedonians and all this kind of stuff but like eventually later all of something happens where this society is completely wiped out right and all of their knowledge and their technology and their capabilities were just lost to the sands of time and we go back and we think okay based on what we've dug up like their pottery and some of their structures and we have all these theories about what kind of food they ate what kind of farming systems all this kind of stuff and we think okay they were this type of society so they had this level of capability and it's like we think of that as being pretty primitive compared to how we live now where we sit inside and we have you know indoor heating and air conditioning indoor plumbing right. we have computers we have iPhones we have cars but you know if something happened to our society, how much of that is going to be still around for people to see in 5,000 years? Well, maybe an, not a lot of it. If an asteroid hit and it wiped out all of civilization, probably nothing. Yeah, I mean, like they maybe, might, maybe none plastic. of it. You know what I mean? So like they'll, they'll find a bunch of plastic, but then they'll be looking at like, what, let's what say the Empire plastic? State Building is still there or part of it's still there. And they're like, how do they build this? Like what the fuck You know, they're just digging thing? stuff out of the dirt being like, okay, well, they had plastic. We know that. But like how did that equate to that? You know what I mean? Right. So I think that's kind of what we're doing now is we're like digging all this shit up and going, huh, you know, this plus this doesn't really equal the pyramids. I don't understand how we got there. And I think that's the craziest part about it is just all these experts are sitting there trying to piece it together. And I think what the real problem is, is we're trying to assemble a puzzle and we're missing a bunch of the pieces. Right. Well, and <laughs> In as, fact, we're probably missing like 95% of the pieces. If not more. Yeah. Well, and as someone has said in the chat... For these pyramids to have been built, you'd have to have a workforce working 24-7, 365 days to complete it in a reasonable amount of time. Yeah, for it to not take hundreds of years. Yeah. No one could possibly do. If you are using elephants, you can't do it because you're just going to kill all the elephants off rapidly. Um, well, so and talk about the problem of feeding and giving enough water right. to humans, let alone giant now, animals now have, like that. Yeah. Uh, seven ton animal yeah. that's going to consume a little bit more than a 180 yeah. pound Johnny over yeah. there. Yeah. Um, but then same person also brings in the idea that there is the, um, some pyramids are said to resonate some form of electrical field deep within as if some form of power core or something was once used regularly mm. inside. I like this guy, whoever this so, is. So, <laughs> And, and these could be pyramids all throughout the world, but that comes back to the same thing of these are the great pyramids. You don't hear much about like Tulum and the Mexican pyramids or, or other pyramids. We hear about the great pyramids because we still don't know shit about them. Mm -hmm. But they all, in my opinion, and I, th I think I brought this up to you multiple times and I think other people have this same thought. They're all part of the same idea and concept that was shared across the globe by people that didn't know other people existed. Yeah. You can't tell me someone They weren't from, exactly in contact with each other. You can't tell me someone from... And they lived at different time periods. Mm -hmm. Ancient Egypt was probably pre-Mayan. Yeah, for sure. But who lived where the Mayans lived before the Mayans lived there, right? Mm -hmm. Just like Amazonia, as the Graham Hancock episode of Joe Rogan talks about, there was civilizations there before... What is there now? They believe the Amazon is the world's largest man-made garden in history. Like, it's a man-made garden. They believe there were cities with millions of people in each city scattered throughout the Amazon. Like, And they're finding these cities with, with 
LIDAR detection, and it's it's becoming more and more like, how did this person in Egypt, thousands of years before the Mayans, who they knew nothing about each other, because we're talking about people in the 1500s sailing from Europe to the New World, the New World, which means they had no yeah. knowledge of our existence. To them it was new, yeah. So how would someone in Egypt get to someone in Mexico and know that pyramids are existing yeah, and like, share these ideas share these ideas. somehow these structures are very similar and and yes the structure of the pyramid is the strongest structure in on earth but how would you even have the concept to build it without well, yeah, and, prior knowledge of something else existing already yeah to, and even build? not only the knowledge and the ability but just the desire to like it's very interesting that the multiple societies, ancient civilizations, had the collective desire to build these structures. Now, like whether whether this was for their kings or their pharaohs or whatever you want to call them, depending on the society, or whether it was for religious reasons. Right. Probably a lot of it had to do with religious reasons. Because like why why else would a, an entire society be possessed to build, build something like that? Like what what's what does what is the other explanation? Right. You know what I mean? Like if the president of the United States wanted all of the members of the United States to gather in the middle of the country and build some gigantic structure just so they could be buried there, we'd maybe, all be like, fuck you. Maybe like, a thousand people would show up. Yeah, I mean, some people would show up, but everyone else would be like, no, get buried in a normal fucking place like normal people. Right. So it's not like, I find that to be a little bit, and obviously, you know, there are differences in the way our society is now to compared to what ancient Egypt was like, but... I find it a little hard to believe that it was just like one pharaoh being like, hey, I'm the pharaoh. I want to be buried in a giant fucking cool diamond encrusted structure. And every and five everyone was generations like, okay. after me are going to follow yeah. through with it. It's and like, then we're going to build more shit for other pharaohs. Yeah. There's, some, there's some other deeper desires or, well, or reasons going on. We haven't on touched there. yet on either that Michael Bay portrayed it great in Transformers. Um, Transformers. That there is a power core hidden inside the pyramids. Yeah, the, I, dude, I fucking love those. Movies. I mean, I'm not saying that the transformer type aliens are real, but we don't know. So exactly for this yeah. experiment, we're gonna say they're real. How do we know that that shit doesn't exist in there that isn't being covered up and under wraps by? Dude, can we talk about for a second agencies? how they knocked it out of the fucking park two times in a row with those movies with oh. the conspiracy of how the pyramids were built and the mystery of it. And then the explanation tied the into the transformers. Landing. And then in the third one, the whole moon landing thing. And like, why haven't Dude, we been we back to, to an episode moon? on the moon landing, bro, the cool, they hit a fucking home run. By the way, I just watched a new movie. This is like a really quick. And then sidebar. after that though, all the transformer movies sucked. It's yeah, like the, yeah. The government came in and was For like, sure. all right, listen here. They're getting too close to you're, the answer. You're way too close to our <laughs> answers. You got to like throw in fucking Mark Wahlberg and some yeah. random Bumblebee movie. And yeah. just yeah, make like get away from the make yeah. like autumn or uh, mechanical dinosaurs and yeah. everyone's like the fuck is this shit yeah that got really weird um moon stuff really quick sidebar i just watched a new movie called moonfall i don't know if you saw the trailer for it that came out earlier this year but i don't think so the whole idea is like the moon starts going off course and then throughout the movie i won't spoil anything but like the theory is like is this structure not a naturally occurring structure and was it built by some ancient 
powerful alien civilization right. or whatever and like maybe the moon is this big mega structure very cool if you're into like conspiracy type shit the movie's not very good i will fully admit but like the idea it, is good I, shit like that is so fun to talk about so if yeah if you want to do a moon episode at some point we can right we can go well, on we, we've we've already cranked out a few space episodes i think where we've talked about a bunch of crazy shit like that so i'm, I'm as always our down. as our friendly chatter has also brought up um that the knowledge to build the pyramids was clearly taught amongst or, or between civilizations because why would the building structures be so similar, but the cultural differences be so different? So vast. Yeah. That's so questions. Good. Point. I mean, think about it though. If Egyptians and Mayan, you know, the Mayan culture or that had communicated, there would be language that would have been shared. Yeah. You're telling me people that spoke in hieroglyphics, I mean, they didn't speak in it, but that was the writing are speaking with people. We don't even, what was the ancient Mayan language? Well, I think it's technically Mayan because the guy, the tour guide was saying that they, there are still, there's still a bunch of different um, areas in that area of Mexico that speak different forms of Mayan, I guess that's been passed down. It's not the right, same so they, Mayan so they that speak they speak Mayan and like, then they speak Spanish. Right. Yeah. Because, on one of the other episodes, I think I can't remember the. He's on the, on the Jadro Rogan episodes all the time, but he goes, "I was in Colombia with a, you know, in a in a village in a tribe, whatever you want to call them, um, and they go, they don't even know what he goes, they don't even know what country they're in, and he goes, they speak Spanish and then they speak their own dialect of their yeah. ancient." Um, yeah, whatever their ancestors right. spoke. So, so that like, means that the Spanish came in and taught what we think of as people like, oh, we think the Mayans spoke Spanish. No, 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 no. That was after the Spanish came over and obliterated the Mayan. Yeah, wiped know, out their whole society. Empire. Yeah. Same with the Aztecs and the Incans. With, you know, you're kind of thought with this idea, oh, it's South America. They probably spoke some form of Spanish or Portuguese. No, 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 no. They had their own language that then they merely adopted Portuguese and Spanish when the conquistadors came over and just was like, yeah, so your civilization has probably been flourishing for thousands of years. Now I'll have smallpox and you're all dead. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to take all of your valuables and some of you as slaves. And they're like, the fuck is this white dude doing? Isn't that a shame that that's, that's been how multiple societies that have been around for a really long time have been taken down is just by disease? Just, by, just germs, by, basically. But, and then people are like, oh, they're murderers. And I'm like, but did, did some dude that was told by his king and queen not to come back without evidence of like a new world... When they made landfall, did were they planning to give smallpox? Now, if they murdered, you know, went out and killed with weapons, that's one thing. Yeah. Well, and there was probably for sure some of that going on but, too. But I, yeah, like you said, I mean, you don't mean to bring a disease with you; it just well, happens. I mean, think about it though. Like chickenpox for us, we get vaccinated for it now, but like our yeah. parents might have had it. We could take that to an indigenous tribe somewhere and fuck them and, up and just bad. And, and obliterate them <laughs> right. with chickenpox, with you know, without like, meaning to. Right, just, we yeah. would have no knowledge, but it's like we're vaccinated against it, but we might still be able to carry something that could yeah. transmit to them. And or, if their immune systems have never had exposure to that, they're fucked. Right, or we go there with what we deem as the common cold. Yeah, and we give it to them, and all of a sudden they're all pass it around, and they're all dying, and it's like. I feel fine. Like, I yeah, don't know what's right. wrong. I had a little runny yeah, nose. You got, you got your sneezing a little bit. But that yeah. was it. You know, like, it's crazy to think that something as small as that could 
just obliterate millions of people and then we lose that to history. Um, here's a couple other, to go back to our pyramids, um, here's a couple of interesting things that I found on a couple of interesting facts that I felt like wanted to bring up. Um, so the Sphinx is something we haven't talked about a ton. We, we brought it up just a few minutes ago, but the Sphinx is, is to me almost equally as fascinating as the pyramids. It's not quite as impressive of a structure, but it's still very impressive right. that they made it. Um, they're saying that the huge statue of the Sphinx was built near the great pyramid by some estimates, 4,500 years ago. It famously has the body of a lion and the head of a human. Its current likeness is believed to be that of Pharaoh Khafra, but this may not have always been the case. According to some researchers, the Sphinx may have gone, may have undergone quite a few facelifts throughout its lifetime. Um, Just have interchangeable stone heads. <laughs> residues of red pigments on the face of the Sphinx suggest that the statue may have been painted. Today, most Egyptologists hold the view that the Great Sphinx was built in approximately 2,500 BC for the Pharaoh Khafra, the builder of the second pyramid of Giza. While its purpose is not fully understood, some theory suggests that it was meant to guard the pyramid. So I found that to be pretty interesting. The Sphinx is pretty cool. I feel like the Sphinx gets kind of overlooked. Oh, yeah. I mean, in comparison you, to the, you see the, the, the Sphinx and then you look behind it and you're like, holy fuck. Look yeah. at that thing. Yeah. Well, we're also missing the fact. I was talking solely about, like, we more or less talk solely about the Great Pyramid and how we think it right, probably took right, 100 right. plus years to make it. There's another pyramid right next to it. There's two Almost others, yeah. equal in size. And then, yeah. like you said, there's 130-something pyramids, right. which they might of not be sizes. as, you know, large as those, but it still probably took a, a couple years to at least make those smaller ones. Yeah, 100%. Which means you have people, and sure, they probably were spread out over, you know, thousands of i would have to say thou, hundreds if not thousands of years of being built in all these other locations like yeah if one we think could have took a hundred years to build the great pyramid you got to think the one next to it probably took close to the same amount of time and resources maybe not as much or as large but if it's if it's 10 percent, 20 percent smaller in size you got to think then you just subtract 10 or 20 percent of everything from the great yeah, pyramid yeah. and like where are we getting all this, the materials, the like everything? Like it's just all of the pyramids besides some of the smaller ones. Like if you go to see a smaller one and you're like, hey, it's 50 feet tall, you know, 100 feet wide at the base or whatever. You're like, I could see this being built thousands of years ago. And then yeah. you go see the big one. You're like, like that, maybe not so much. Mm, we went from that over there with like eight blocks to 2.3 million for that one. Yeah. I'm not so, seeing the translation. Listen yet. to this. I don't know if you've ever heard this before, but the pyramids have apparently survived attempted demolition. In the 12th century, Sultan Al-Aziz Uthman, son of Saladin and ruler of Egypt, planned to destroy the pyramids at Giza, starting with the pyramid of Menkauri. After eight months and great expense, his workers had made very little progress and he was forced to give up. However, this attempt at great vandalism did leave a huge gash on one side of Menkari's pyramid. I had never heard that before. That's pretty fucking crazy. So imagine imagine that. Imagine failing to demolition something. Your, right. Your sole purpose is to destroy it no matter and what, they and couldn't, you couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. <laughs> and that's not... We're not talking the Great Pyramid. This is one of the other smaller pyramids, and they couldn't figure it out. And they left some big gash in the side, but they weren't able to demolish it. Pretty crazy, man. Imagine being the pharaoh that constructed that. Like, if you believe in heaven or whatever, like being up there watching and being like, fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. 
Dominoes. And that's like a long time after they were built too. And these, so these people that were trying to demolish it presumably had access to a lot better technology and they still couldn't do it. What, what pyramid was it? Minkari? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Min, so Minkari, I think. Um, and if anyone's in the stream still, you can't see what we're looking at, but for anyone listening, just go to Google maps, um, go to the satellite image, go find the, the Great Pyramid of Giza, it's just right on the outskirts of um, Cairo. So here is the Great Pyramid. Here is the Pyramid of Khafre. And then here is the Pyramid of Menkare. Ah, I see. Okay. So look at the size of this. Then you definitely scaled it back for the Pyramid of Khafre. And then look at this one down here. That's the one they failed at taking down. <laughs> much, much, much smaller than the Great Pyramid. And they couldn't destroy Much it. smaller. The smallest of the Great Pyramids at 65 meters. 65 meters. And they're saying this was be- believed to be built around almost 2500 BCE, which doesn't make sense if the big one was built 30 years before or after. Hmm. Doesn't make sense. Maybe it took them a lot quicker to finish that one. I don't know. Yeah, but look at that. I mean, just from like Google. Wouldn't you? How pissed would you be if you're one of the workers building one of these pyramids, and you got done building yours, like that smaller one, the Menkari one? And you're like, man, I'm really proud of my work here. Like, all of us have put in so many hours and so many years worth of service, and we built this thing. Look at how awesome this thing is. And then just like right over there, <laughs> within eyesight, is this much, much bigger, more impressive one. And you're like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh. you're like, well. Mine looks like shit compared to that one, so that's cool. Or you finish building it, and you turn to your left, and there's like a guy surveying the land, and he's and you're like, what are you doing? And they're like, we're making a bigger one. Yeah. Good job on that one. Um, we're going to need your help on this bigger one. Ima- imagine they did that, though. They started with the smaller one. They're like, we're going to do this one first. Then we're going to go to the medium. And then some dude's like, we can go bigger. And, yeah. and, and you, I think you, we can make one 30% you sat there bigger. And s- just say for the... For the fun of this argument, each pyramid took 10, 15 years to build, right? So you finish both of them. I'm like, holy shit. Okay, we got to be done. And some dude's like, ah, we're going bigger. And you're like, bigger. oh, fuck. And then you finish it and you look at the guy and he's like, <laughs> and you're like, no, you're, you need to die. Like, we're, we can't go bigger. And then and the next pharaoh comes in. He's like, I don't know. I like that guy's idea. I think we can go bigger. And you're like, fuck. <laughs> you start out with like the small eight block and then the guy's like, I think we can double or triple it in size and you like finish like oh, that was a lot of work and then some dude's like so take these 17 blocks you used to build this one and now we're going to turn it into 2.3 million of larger blocks and the guy's like now or not do you think they had a bunch of leftover material like leftover stone blocks yeah they just went and built other pyramids somewhere they I, probably did I I, if i had to guess they probably did where were they getting all of this stuff from did we already cover Eight, that 800 kilometers away is where they said they were getting the God. granite slabs from and they're just like going over there chiseling them out i guess and then hauling and then them. hauling them 800 kilometers god that is fucking insane Wait, is there a street view here can i drag the dude to a street view just oh, we can let's go look at that oh my god that's so cool yeah so for anyone who's listening um go to google earth you can, and you can go you look can at these pyramids, a, and you can drop down to like street level view, like you're just standing there looking at them from look the at, bottom. Look how like rough that looks and like uncalculated. And then you got to think like, no, thousands of years have gone by, and like we've said, people have yeah. tried to destroy shit and like take because it used from to be them. like coated in all this granite that would shine in the sun and stuff. So that's the Great Pyramid. And there's nuts, another. Dude. That's a, just a little pyramid off to the side. Probably still took 
couple years to build. Yeah, that we're just dismissing. That took people like however many. There's years the to build. second biggest pyramid, and you, and you can see like the outer structure. So see how like that still looks smooth. Mm-hmm. Look how much below has been has taken been away, either eroded away or taken. And the other one's hidden. Let's see if we can go over here. Dude, I gotta we I gotta go visit this at some point in my life. I gotta go see these in person. Okay, we need, I, I want to see this small pyramid. This is like a bucket list thing. Okay, here we go. Can we go to the here? Can we drop a dude here? We can. Let's go. <laughs> can we drop a dude? All right. So this is the small one that they tried to demo, and they couldn't. And they that's couldn't. the one that has a gash in it. Right. And here's a couple other pyramids that are built off to the side. Then there's this one, and just on the very backside you can see the the great god so amazing look at that and 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 it's just in the middle of nowhere i know just as far as you can look 360 degree view it's just desert and then all of a sudden these gigantic pyramids just just sitting there roll out of nowhere yeah look at there's like three pyramids that are built off to the side like this grand entrance way like oh my god dude imagine seeing these at the height, like if you could time travel back and see them. And here's the Sphinx. When they were first finished. And they probably threw some massive fucking party, if I had to guess. Oh, yeah. Imagine raging. Imagine the fucking Dude, look at that. that they, oh, look at that whoa, view. That's a cool view. So you got the Sphinx here, the Great Pyramid. Look And look how steep this one looks compared to this one. It might just be the angle. Yeah. But look how big these are compared to this little dude over here. And they couldn't even demo that. <laughs> Imagine. That's the craziest part is they tried. They picked the smallest one and they're like, let's let's burn this shit down. And they couldn't do it. Dude, imagine like dropping a bomb on this and then you, you fly back over. You're like, we hit it. We hit it. And it's like uh, Independence Day when you're like, yeah. And then it just like Still emerges there. out of the yeah. smoke and you're like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Dude, Egyptian pyramids. So fucking fascinating. Dude, this, I'm glad we picked oh, this yeah. as a podcast topic. And then there's Cairo. <clears throat> People just selling trinkets and stuff right there. It's so crazy. I want to go see if we can find... Selling coke. Oh, here's an unfinished pyramid. But That's a really unfinished pyramid. All right. I don't want to look at that one. Let's find a smaller one. I need to go this way. So, yeah, for anyone who's listening, Google Earth the, the Great Pyramid and just kind of poke around on there and go around Cairo and stuff. It's so, so cool. Just the fact that we have the technology available to do this, too, where we're just sitting here... In Colorado, go. zooming in and getting a street-level view of the pyramids. Pyramid of Jazer. Yeah, that's like one of the ones they talked about. So not all of them. In fact, there's some that are even less pyramid than that one. Right. Where they're just kind of like stacked blocks in like a big square or a rectangle or something. And a lot of them, like we said, were built as tombs, like structures to go around tombs. But there's... Clearly, and I, here's an, something else. Behind yeah, and, and here's another thing I read too. They they realized over time that they were actually bad. They were they were poor structures to actually sufficiently hide or protect the tomb of these pharaohs because they kept getting raided and stuff over time. Right. So later on, in like the waning years of the Egyptian Empire, they started just burying these pharaohs in these like hidden tombs in the sides of like. Um, like cliff structures and stuff. They would like build them in these like buried tombs that are just like, there's no big landmark to point right, like, with big neon fucking <laughs> signs being like some cool person is buried Music here. Music playing, yeah, spotlights, yeah. <laughs> like in here. Yeah, no, like, they oh, just kind of, towards the end, they started burying these guys in like secret 
buried on underground like buried tombs that uh, god knows how many are out there that they haven't oh yeah uncovered at this point it's it's just it's so crazy beyond fascinating to think that people people did that yeah well that's why i don't think people did <laughs> well you ready to wrap this one up? I've kind of gone through. I mean, there's a whole bunch of other facts on I this mean, thing, but we I think we've we've talking. We've I talked mean, about all the so cool stuff. There's so many pyramids like. and shit out there that they're still uncovering too. That yeah. Well, I think I talked about it on the last time, and there's kind of a sidebar, but <clears throat> they believe that the Sahara Desert goes through transformations every like ten thousand mm. plus years, from like this vast tropical jungle to. Uh, desert and then like it just goes back like it like there's scientific evidence that shows that it's done this multiple times and it's just like a life cycle of the sahara and i'm like so imagine in ancient egypt where these pyramids are also in kind of like an oasis where there's like green shrubbery everywhere and then it goes away and now it's just a desert and they build more and then it comes back like we don't know truly how long these things have been there and like yeah there could be bigger ones that we don't know about that are under sand right now. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden might show up like just fascinating shit. We still don't know anything about, well, I mean, we know stuff about them, but we don't know anything about them really. And it's just, oh, we could, we could talk all day about this shit. Yeah. One last, here, here's my one last parting. Interesting fact about the pyramids. The aliens um, built them. The great- in conclusion, <laughs> aliens built the pyramids. The Great Pyramid of Giza is aligned along with the cardinal points, north, south, east, and west, although it is slightly misaligned counterclockwise. Experts have struggled to explain how this was achieved. This is what I was trying to find earlier, and I finally found it, as the Egyptians did not have access to a compass. It has been suggested that the Egyptians used the autumnal equinox when the sun is directly above Earth's equator and daylight hours equal those of night to achieve this. This may have been done using a tool known as a Gnomum, Gnomum, I think is how you say that. Um, similar to a sundial, the process involves placing a vertical rod in the ground to project a shadow, and by tracing out its path, an observer can use a piece of string to draw a line from east to west. The result is very close to the alignment of the pyramid. Interesting. That's pretty fascinating. So there's like all these clever ways they used to figure out how to, like without the use of a compass, how to align all the points the way they did. Pretty interesting shit. Very. So yeah, that's my last parting. So all in all, still aliens built the pyramids. <laughs> yeah, that's if the- you can if you can change my mind, leave a comment um, on any of our platforms where the podcast will be about how they were actually built. If it wasn't aliens, if it was aliens, like, share, review, and you know, send this to your friends to be like, yo, these guys are legit. You know, aliens did build them. And they're they're, on to something. They're on to something. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. And thanks for uh, the people who joined the chat. We appreciate the engagement. Um, Go out there. You can find us on Facebook. I think from the Facebook page, if you just search Just Browse, and you can find links to basically all all of our other social media pages, uh, all of our other episodes, the Podbean link, all that kind of stuff. So that would be a good place to start. Or you can go directly to Podbean and search Just Browsing. Um, But yeah, thanks for tuning in for our part two ancient egypt podcast um we'll try and be back next week with um an episode it might not have to do with ancient egypt but um we'll try and be back 
with another episode next week and we'll we'll keep it rolling so stay tuned and we appreciate all your support yeah thanks everyone and we'll uh like zach said we'll be back with another one here soon all right till next time everybody later